0: Shine when the light grows dim. Say one, two, three, four, three, two, one. Cause no one can do it, like go we do it, like we do it like
1: we do it. Cause no one
2: can do it, like we do it, like we do it like we do it. Cause
1: no one can do it, like we do it, like we do it like we do it. Cause no one can do it, like we do it, like we do it like we do it. Hello, welcome to honey do me. Hello, welcome to honey do me. I'm Emma. And I'm Cass.
2: And this is our podcast about sex. Um, and doing it and balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Almost never about balls, but pretty sure it's Hear been about balls it. once or twice. Once or twice in the last hundred
2: and fifty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> balls get so much attention in general that we don't need to give them a platform. <laughs> I
1: would love to know where else. <laughs> In general, people are always touching their balls. Yeah, yeah. Bouncy balls. Uh, lots of things I are shaped testicles. like balls. Huh? I mean, strictly testicles. Oh, strictly testicles. Sure. Okay, you know what? I'm not here to argue with you because I'm your co-host and your Well, friend. it feels like you are. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: feel deeply attacked, so we'll just move on. What are we talking about sure. this month? What's been our theme for the month of
1: October? Kink, 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 kink. That was kink if I didn't enunciate. Um,
2: (laughs) That was kink if you didn't hear me clearly.
1: K-I-N-K, baby. That was a good snap, Mm -hmm. too. We have been talking about different types of kink, how to engage, how to play around. And this week is our last week of our kink month. And we are talking about pet play. (laughs) Right? Like,
2: (laughs) I'm not sure what to put after that. Long, dramatic pause. Did I know what pet play was going in? Nar. No, No, very confused. Did I ever think when we started this podcast that this was gonna be an episode? I wouldn't have known enough would- to have even- <laughs> You um, don't know what you don't it know, you know? twinkle in my eye, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know? Um, I would say our but first- here we are. <laughs> our first little interest into pet play was when we were presented with the opportunity to go to a retreat, right? That is so true. The fox hunt. The fox hunt. That's what it was. It was the about fox hunt. About a year hunt. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So if you don't remember, I think we've talked about it because we were just so curious. Yeah. Um, but it was an, a kink event, a camping event of people dressing <laughs> as different animals and mm-hmm. c- handlers, companions, <laughs> I'm not sure what to call them, um, and fucking. And there was a fox
1: involved, a human fox, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, Yeah.
2: we knew there was a play pit.
1: Yeah, of hay, you could roll around. You could Mm -hmm. um, have sex out on the hunt. So you could like just be in the grass and the trees in the forest Mm -hmm. having sex. Um, and yeah, you were just an animal all weekend. And you either could come with a handler or not. But that Mm -hmm. was our first little intro into that world. the The other, the only other thing we were aware of was like furries. At least for me, yeah. That was my only other understanding.
2: But both of those things have given us a deep fascination for this topic. And so when one of our dear friends, Taomi Morgan started Mm -hmm. posting about pet play, we were like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Now's the time for this long awaited, but you didn't know it episode.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So Taomi um, engages in pet play as like a lifestyle. And so she, Mm Is here to explain what that means, um, who like how her relationships work, how it works within her own identity, and it is so cool. And also, Tayomi it's, is just the uh, best person. So
2: yes, if you don't remember Tayomi, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. She talked about cowgirl. She is like an expert writer, mm. um, and she also talked about stroke, um, which is so interesting and something I had really never thought about before she was on it. Um, <laughs> But she's just an amazing sex ed- sex educator, mm-hmm. um, and oh, this episode's so fun! And what a fun, what a fun week to have it. Yeah, um,
1: wrapping up Halloween our kink Eve. month. We're excited. <laughs> Halloween month.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> yes. everybody's dressed up, and I feel like this is yeah. Just, not everybody is wanting to engage sexually with you just because they're dressed up, but.
1: You know, yeah, that's not what we're got the costume already. Costume on like one day longer, and just I don't know, or try it out early, (laughs) or or try it on early. Where it is? So is (laughs) constantly in my costume, Uh, but Um, I can't stop doing it. But there you go.
2: (laughs) Well, on that note, you are clearly on the edge of your seat, aching in your bacon for this (laughs) aching in your episode.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I loved it. I didn't
2: want to say crotch because I don't like that word No, at all. I
1: like aching in your bacon. That's my okay. favorite.
2: Well, you're aching in your bacon. We're anxious to help you get there. So here is Tayomi.
1: <laughs> to the episode,
2: not I- I know. orgasm. <laughs> we want to talk to you about pet play because that is an area that we have absolutely zero experience in, are so curious about. (laughs) And we've seen you talk about it on social media a little bit. And so we just knew, being one of our favorite people in general, that you would be the perfect person to talk to about this. So can you just start out by kind of defining what pet play is so we have somewhere to jump off of?
0: Of course. So pet play is a form of role playing um, within BDSM. And it is actually a DS, so big D, little S, relationship, where the dominant is the owner and the submissive is the pet. And so people who decide to engage in this form of play can uh, role play. The one who is a sub can role play practically any type of pet. The most popular forms of pets that people will typically role play are cats, and dogs, um, and ponies, or horses, Okay. and so um, I didn't even know that this was a thing until I went into kink and fetish coaching, and I started to explore this world, and I've always had a fascination with cats. I love big cats. I always say, like, I give off big cat energy. I love wearing, like, Stripes and leopard print and cheetah print and um, just being like very like feline in nature. And when I was younger, my sister and I we used to role play all the time as animals. Well, I used to role play as an animal. She was always the farmer or the <laughs> owner, <laughs> so she was always the top. Um, and so when I found out like that this was something that I could continue with in my adult life, and it could also be something that um, is a form of like erotic expression, I was like, oh my God, I'm totally doing this. And um, I kind of just like dived into it and it started not even with an owner first, it just started with me exploring the persona of being a cat and studying cats, like how they move and like their personality, their meows, how they sound, Um, Because, like, each meow means something different. And then I just started to wear, of course, like wearing the prints and stuff. But then I started wearing ears. (laughs) And so I was, like, really, really, really excited when I started to see the headbands that came out with, like, the cat ears. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, no one's going to think that I'm weird because they're popular now. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're a thing. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I think, like, it's interesting because when I when I started to come out more um, in this persona, people, first first and foremost, were just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, why is she crawling around? Why is she meowing? Why is she being walked on a leash? What is happening right now? <laughs> um, but then people started to really become more interested in this form of play. And for me, you know, I... I run a successful coaching business. I work primarily for myself. I work primarily alone. And so I'm like a big boss, in a sense, in my everyday life. And it's a lot of responsibility. But when I take on the role of Precious Kitty, which is one of my kitten personas, um, and Precious Kitty is actually owned, I have an owner. Um, When I take on this role, It allows me to submit into a space where I'm taken care of. And it also allows me to feel safe in asking for what I want. So all the things that I own for my kitten persona, my master bought them for me. Um, And he's been buying things for me even before he was my master, which is crazy, because I was like, you were (laughs) planning this the whole time, weren't you? (laughs) The long game. (laughs) The long game. The long <laughs> game. It started during
1: the pandemic. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a long game. Committed he is.
0: Right? And, like, I just got owned this year. So, um, there's, that, that like, a whole thing around, like, vetting and making sure that you are with the right dom. Like, because, again, this is a, a very, like, intimate relationship. And it's still something that has to be negotiated because when I go into my kitten mode, basically the scene starts. So it's still a form of a scene when you're playing. Um, It just doesn't involve sex. And I will say this, like for some people, pet play can go there, Um, but for me, it it doesn't it doesn't involve that. I will like you know snuggle my master and like give him little licks and stuff like that. But it doesn't go into like full on penetrative sex or anything like that. Um, okay. But it can. That's a possibility for some people in how they play, and it's just another extension of your personality. Like my kitten personality. She's a a pampered, fluffy white kitty house cat. Um, she's a good girl, so she doesn't really like to do much to try to like ruffle feathers. However, my, my owner, like his purpose in my life is to not only help me expand my kitten persona, but to like push my boundaries just a little bit within consensual bounds. So we, we may play with some things where I'm a little more mischievous in the future when I get into that space of being comfortable. But like each person literally comes into the dynamic with who they are as a personality within that pet and having an idea of the type of owner that they would like to have. Now, I said I have like two kitten personas. The other one, her name is Roxy and she's a alley cat. She's a street cat. <laughs> like she's a, she is out here. I own her. So no one else can own her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like the colors that she wears and everything is completely different. So there's like two sides of my kitten persona that I like to play with. When I just want to be out in these streets and play with myself and own myself, I'll dress up as Roxy. When I want to show my owner that like I miss him, because now we're at a distance. He lives in Chicago and I now live in Atlanta. So when i want to show him that precious kitty misses him and that i'm being a good behaved kitty i'll, I'll dress up as precious kitty and i'll go out and i'll send them videos and stuff and we still play like in that dynamic at a distance so it's it's very it's a very interesting space to be in and i think like more people want to be in this space it's just knowing how to get into it and what's involved with it um is not something that's commonly talked about. It's one of the, I guess, like lesser forms of DS relationships that um, is really represented. But I'm seeing more and more like puppies coming out and like showing themselves on social media and and kittens too. Mm -hmm.
1: I guess I'd never even thought about it as a dom-sub type of relationship or even that that would have a play within pet play. I figured it as more everyone enjoyed being a pet so are there instances within pet play where two pets are involved or is it more so pet and owner
0: yeah so what i've found like being a kitten is that there's so many pets that aren't owned so these are people who identify as whatever animal they want to role play because we have bunnies out there too Um, People who really enjoy being bunnies and they have like big fluffy tails and like the long ears and everything and they play solo. And so they'll get together with other uh, pet players who are, you know, little letters and play together. And so the dynamic isn't a situation where the pets own each other. It's each pet being able to interact with each other in their persona and uh, being able to exercise that. And I I have to say, playing with other kitties is so much fun um, because, like, we immediately get into, like, this youthful energy, and it's the meows for me. Like, <laughs> we, <laughs> we meow at each other, and it's like, we know what the meows mean. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared of coming across a kitty that is uh, a badass, that, like, <laughs> likes to scratch and, like... Do all the things because I'm like, "Uh, it's not not me. Don't hurt me. (laughs) But um, yeah, and it's interesting because when I did get owned, like, and I put it on the internet, so many pet players who don't have an owner were like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to find an owner. You're so lucky. Like, just like being very happy for me and then, you know, wanting that for themselves too.
2: Can you talk a little bit more about what that owner relationship is like? Like when you are together, what happens?
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So this person is so amazing. My, my owner's name is Master Moore and he's in the uh, lifestyle. So he's married and him and his wife live an open lifestyle. So she knows about me and everything. And so before we even got into this dynamic where we are, um, he owns me, we literally had a negotiation. So he first offered his lap (laughs) as a place for me to like cuddle up and, and I was like, oh, wow, that, that sounds really nice. And so he said, well, um, if you would like, I can take you on a date and we can talk about this dynamic. So everything that we interact with has been discussed. And I was so pleasantly surprised because like we're living in a time now where because um, Kink and BDSM is so prominent online that like everybody thinks that they can just jump in and they're like, you I'm a dom, you know? <laughs> um, so vetting for me is really important because I don't just submit to just anyone. And so he set up a date at a sushi restaurant that's like a really popular restaurant in Chicago. And I wore my kitten ears and I bought myself like a few collars. So I wore a collar and he came in his dress and he came with a notebook.
1: Oh, we love a, one, a man that's prepared. Right.
0: And in yes. his notebook, he had a list of questions and the questions basically were about me and my kitten persona. My name and my personality, how I like to interact as Precious, um, my favorite activities and foods, and um, like even like how I like to be praised, and if punishment is a part of it, like what style of punishment is okay for me, things that I want to explore, where I want to take this persona. Like these questions got really deep. Um, which was very surprising to me because I had never been asked that before. Like I was married in the past and my husband owned me, but he was new to the lifestyle. So it was kind of like he and I were moving through the relationship together when it came to pet play. But this person, he's owned pets before, several pets. So he came to me in the negotiation process with experience. And what he told me was that, you know, I'm here to not only like play with you in this dynamic, but to help you develop this persona so that you can show up as this this person who's confident in this lifestyle and in this role. And I was like, wow. And then he asked me if I had questions for him, which I did, because um, as someone who is choosing to submit, I want to make sure that this person understands me, they understand why I'm in this role, they understand what I need to feel safe, and they understand like what I need to be able to show up fully in this. And I told her, I was like, I like gifts. (laughs) (laughs) I like gifts. (laughs) Uh Absolutely. Um, So it was beautiful. And then um, from there, we just proceeded to chat just about like everyday life and things like that. And then We set up our first play date, and based off of the things that I told him, he made a list of activities that he thought would be fitting for me to fall into the submissive role of Precious Kitty. So one of the things that I told him I enjoy is praise. Like, I have a praise kink, and I really like um, being touched. And so he bought me this little brush, and it's for my grooming. So I would just crawl in his lap and he would brush me and then like praise me at the same time. And I can't even tell you how healing that was for me. Like, I didn't even realize that it would trigger like a release where I was crying. Um, It brought up so much stuff from like my previous relationship and then i just ended up falling asleep
1: <laughs> i like gifts and naps that and sounds that like a I cat I <laughs> Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> gifts and naps and mm-hmm. it's like nuzzling up you know against my owner and then um well he wasn't my owner at the time he wasn't my owner yet but we were interacting in a way to see if this dynamic would work and i just loved how he um maintained my boundaries i'm sorry my real pet is <laughs> Going off right now. Uh, okay, he, he gets kind of confused when he sees me in this uh, in this getup. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Uh, he's, 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 he's like, I have ears. <laughs> oh, he's
1: so cute!
0: Yes. so cute. Um, so, I think it was uh, we had two play sessions, and then the third session, he asked to own me. And each session, he would come with something new. Like, he would also come with treats. Now, these treats, he called them catnip, but it was like uh, CBD, <laughs> CBD treats. Ooh, love that. Um, and they were the kind that helped you to, like, sleep. Because our sessions were always, like, at night after, you know, work and stuff like that. And so he would bring toys for me to play with. And he would give me a, um, a command and if I followed that command well, he would praise me and then give me a treat. And sometimes these treats wouldn't be like uh cannabis based They would also just be little foods and things that I like. Um, and so once he owned me, then he collared me and I am a spoiled, pampered kitty. <laughs> so he bought me a Savorski crystal necklace. Oh, I was God. gonna, I was gonna buy, uh, wear it, but I can't. It's somewhere in his house. I, I recently dressed up as Precious Kitty at an event, and I took everything with me, and I haven't unpacked yet. So, um, I was like, wow, I'm such a loved kitty. <laughs>
1: well, if you can get a picture and send it to us, that will be just as good. I would love to see a Swarovski <laughs> collar. Yes. My God.
0: <laughs> it's so it's so dainty and cute and then for our 6 month anniversary he brought me an upgraded one. So I was like maybe one day I'll get some VVS diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely one day. So wow. yeah.
1: Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code Doomi at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A Malibu.com and use code D-E-W-M-E for 10% off. There is so, it's just so much more dynamic than I was picturing. Yes,
0: it really is. And like, like when I used to role play as an animal, when I was a kid, it was just like this innocent thing my sister and I used to do and- like i used to get belly rubs and stuff and i get belly rubs too now but it's just like knowing that i can take the innocence of what i played with in childhood and then apply that in a relationship that um where of course like physical attractiveness um and, and attraction also exists i was just like wow this is amazing and to be able to tap back into the innocence of just like playfulness and using your imagination it it just allows me to express myself in a way that I always have and being able to do it publicly um, and knowing that it's inspiring other people to just be themselves. I'm like, ah, I love it here.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like as we've been doing this kink series, we've been learning a lot about how kink really is just a form of play and allowing ourselves to play. But with these like, adult boundaries and like adult tools that we get to use. And that's just so cool. For me, when I think of really like most types of kink, and I think of trying something new for the first time, I worry about being really awkward. So with pet play, have there ever been times where you're like, fuck, this is awkward, or like, I just did something really weird, or it feels really clunky?
0: Yeah, like, you know, as much as I want to crawl on the floor, like I need to wear some knee pads to do that. Um, Absolutely. Because look, let's be clear, like, yeah, I'm the cowgirl and all, but I don't like crawling on hard floors with my knees. Mm-hmm, um, no. So I that's a concern of mine. So my master's always looking for stuff to add to my kitten persona. And he did buy me some knee pads, but they were just not it. I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> master, I don't like these. <laughs>
2: these aren't it swat them away
0: right i was like sorry send these back to amazon like it's a chop for me um and he understood he was like okay i'll just go back to the drawing board and find something that's better and i'm like thank you so i think the next time we play in person we'll probably um work on like kneeling but not necessarily like crawling until he finds some proper knee pads for me um that's specifically for this play and then um you know, I'm very tall, I'm a half, and a half. So lying in the lap, I can't <laughs> completely curl up. So oh. sitting on my couch, like the first time, it was, it was a little awkward and I was like, I gotta find the right position because this is not working for me. <laughs> um, but what I love about it is that even when things are awkward or they feel awkward, he's very patient, he's very kind and he's always putting my needs first. Now, the interesting thing is that um, he told me that I'm the first pet that he's had that has been so caring and loving and concerned about his pleasure and his needs too, which was kind of surprising to me, I guess just because I know how I am. And even as um, a submissive, I'm still caring about what this other person needs too. And so he said, this, is, this has been like the best, you know, pet experience he's had. And I was just like, I love being number one. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I bet I that was winning. so fun to hear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh snap. My like first time being owned by a dom who has had pets before. And I'm crushing it. Like, I was like. You won. Mm-hmm. I, won I won. I won. Not that there's a competition or anything. However, is always it just a competition. feels good knowing yeah. that I've achieved something that other pets have not. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ha ha. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: When you're playing, how committed do you stay? And I'm thinking like communication. You say that there's meows that mean different things. Are you constantly in this like pet persona where you're meowing to communicate and like what about when you have to go to the bathroom like how committed do we stay during these times
0: (laughs) so there are times when i do break out and i use my my talking voice and i'm like master i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) or i'm like this is uncomfortable i need to switch um Mm -hmm. and so i try to stay as committed as possible until like the meows kind of get like misconstrued but, mm-hmm. like, we're locked in to the point where he knows what my meows mean. And before this before this master, um, I was dating somebody who, again, he wasn't experienced in BDSM at all. But we played with this idea of him owning me as a kitten. And it was really surprising to me how he caught on very quickly to what my meows meant. And with him, like, we actually um, – we we played in public we went to a comedy show in la we went to um improv hollywood and we sat on the front row and i was collared and i I, he had my lead and i needed to go to the bathroom and so i just looked at him and i meowed and he was like yes you can go to the bathroom and he gave me my lead and then i walked and i went to the bathroom and then when i came back like the host of the show was just like she's loose. She's loose. Like you let her go. (laughs) He was like, I give her permission to go to the bathroom. And so like, you know, dynamics are so different. We, me and my, my current master, we have not yet explored public walking. We have not yet explored, um, like him having me collared and on a lead. That's, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, but we're, we've been very incremental in like, how we interact in this dynamic. And so like when I need to, I break out and I'm like, let me use my voice so that I can clearly communicate what I need.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I'll come right back into the persona and just meow and purr and things like that.
1: Wow, oh, holy moly. Well, it's great to know that you have like those times where you can be like, okay, one minute here, we're missing each other. And then <laughs> yeah. that's, you have that freedom within the relationship. I would love if you could talk a little bit
2: more about props. Um, the props that you use, props other animals might use. Um, so yep, typically in it.
0: pet play, the props that we will use, they, they correlate with the persona that we want to um, portray. So me, for instance, one of them is my paws. I pause, my paws. So
1: much to see on YouTube, by the way, if you're viewing us.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> you're you're so, making a mistake. <laughs> one of my friends, she's also a kitten, and when we were at Exotica Chicago, she brought these out, and I immediately, I immediately was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> super happy because I was like, oh my god, how cute! The fingers actually move, <laughs> and my master saw me playing with her, and he saw how giddy I was, and he just already knew. He's like, I'm getting those for my precious. I was like, yes, um, <laughs> presents. But this is my I think my second pair of paws. No, no, well, so my second pair of paws. This one is like the first one where my hand is completely covered. The other one is like a mitten where my fingers are out and then you see a paw pad. And then I have another one, which is called like a beanie and, um, or a bean. And it's an actual paw. So it's a glove with an actual like, 3D, like silicone paw on it, and I have them for the feet as well. The ones for the feet, they're supposed to be thigh highs, but I have thick thighs, so they just roll down and become like calf high socks or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, you guys have to do better with this. <laughs> um, and of course, the ears. It mm-hmm. pisses me off when people think I'm a bunny. I'm like, <laughs> do you not know the difference between bunny ears and cat ears? Come on. And, yeah. This pair um, this pair is the third pair that I have as Precious Kitty. Um, the owner I have now, the first set of ears and collar that he bought me because he got a special made collar for me before we were even in this like dynamic together um, were like leopard print. So I use those for my Roxy persona. And then um, I of course have my collar and the collar is a symbol of me being owned. And then, of course, you can't be a cat without a tail. Simply not. So, and they'll really, wow we. That's a long tail. So he asked me, like, you know, how did I envision my tail? And I was, like, long, thick, and fluffy. And so, um, and of course, it. it's a plug. So it's a medium-sized plug. And there's, like, a claw hook here where we can take this plug off and attach a different one, so he yeah, bought okay. me a silicone plug as well, and a plug like um, medium size and a smaller plug, so I can interchange these. Um, so, would you ever wear that out in public, or is that just a at home tail? This one's my at home tail because because it's so long and how oh. my anus is positioned, um, <laughs> <laughs> it drags the ground. So I don't want this to get dirty. We can mm-hmm. like clean it easily, but mm-hmm. I just don't want it to see it dirty. And so, because this is my at-home tail, he bought me a second one that's shorter. And this is the one that I would wear in public. And you would use
1: it as a plug, or would you attach okay. it to something else?
0: Yeah, I I plug myself.
1: In public, you just you can walk around.
0: Yep. So like like this outfit that I have on right now is a shirt dress. So I would wear this and let's let it hang outside of my shirt dress. Okay. now there are, so this is the one thing that I'm having a challenge with. It's like, how do I plug myself and wear my tail with outfits I really like without putting holes in my outfits, so.
1: That is a predicament.
0: That is a predicament. That is the Mm -hmm. challenge. So I'm trying to figure that out because I really do want to wear my tail more. But what I might request from him now is a tail that I can actually pin onto my clothes. So that way, I can still wear my tail and complete the persona without the plug. You um, could
1: also just create your own clothing line that has like nice little, like tailored holes for clothes and people who want tails. So you
0: could I do that need, too. mean, That's <laughs> I what need, you should
2: do.
1: That would be so
0: <laughs> cute. And then we could have a fashion show. Oh my God. With all the pets sitting on the front row. Uh huh there you go (laughs) just give me a shout out
1: when you get famous for it and uh we'll call it even
0: (laughs) listen this was not my idea completely you know the honey do me gals they always have great ideas i gotta give them their roses and a percentage of this sale like
1: (laughs) we'll just wave
0: (laughs) one of my accessories Uh, and for any pet um you know, we eat from bowls. And so I requested a bowl and I got a customized bowl with my name on it.
1: That, you lifted that so like out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. But it has precious in like, oh, uh, Savorsky crystals. And so when my master comes over, he feeds me from this bowl. And so like, he knows that I like red wine. So he always gets this fancy like French wine and he'll like feed me wine from the bowl. So I get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also feeds me um, food from the bowl. I don't think we've done milk yet, but I'm like close intolerant. So we have to do like coconut milk. Yeah. You know, keep it We're cute. We're modern cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With tummy issues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for um, And then of course, like, collar and lead um so for a lot of us and and then like the outfits so for any pet player the the signifiers of the type of pet you are some people have masks like full-on masks like puppies um have these kind of like really like dope leather masks where it has a snout and everything so you can tell that they're a puppy um with like thick collars Bunnies have their bushy tails and their high ears. Some people will like wear whiskers or wear like a nose. Some kittens will have the nose with the whiskers. I don't know that I wanna do that only because my nose is already pretty small and it's not always the easiest to breathe through it. So I just (laughs) don't know if putting like the fake nose is gonna work for me. I remember when I was a kid and I dressed up as a kitten for halloween i did that and i eventually just ended up shaking it
1: off
0: <laughs> um can't breathe right exactly so in my adult life i just don't think i would do it but everybody just has um a different level that they play at and some people will go as far to put on the whole like furry costume now <laughs> i have to say this I have a history with furries where it's a little, like, trauma-ridden. So Mm. I'm not necessarily opposed to being in a full furry suit. It just has to be, like, the right kind of suit Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where it's, like, form-fitted and I can feel, like, if my master's brushing me or, like, rubbing me, I can actually feel the touch not like those thick costumes you see at like universal studios like, like mascot so it's so a mm-hmm. little yeah i don't like mascots Fucking creep me out I'm not gonna lie i i also have a fear Emma of mascots <laughs> She's yo, yo like, like but mine comes from like a legitimate thing that happened to me when i was 13. like i got groped up by bullwinkle at uh universal studios and from there i was just like i don't trust these people
1: yeah that is what so fucked fuck? up i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable with that i'm not I was so... <laughs> that is so, i'm so, so sorry that happened that's horrible
0: i, I was in that. Shock. i was like okay my childhood's ruined um yeah yeah brains aren't built no. to withstand that experience <laughs> that's too much it's too many things <laughs> at once too many things at once and so now like and, and plus two outside of that experience like certain costumes just look really creepy when yeah. they're moving. I'm like, mm-hmm. just stay over there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my <laughs> friends, um, Daddy Hef, he's always like, Hey sis, look at this, look at this new mask I just got. And I'm like, he, cause he, um, his brand like ambassador or symbol is a bunny. And he knows that I get freaked out by these like full on furry bunny heads. And I'm like, sir, please, don't come to Exotica or any event that I'm hosting with that on. Mm-hmm. Because I'll kick you out. Mm-hmm. I'll kick you out You have me. the power. Because <laughs> like, I will punch you right in your bunny nose. But he did show me this kitten, like, <laughs> furry costume that was kind of sexy. And I was like, all right. All right. Maybe I would experiment with it <laughs> if it's a form-fitted mm-hmm. one. So, you know, everyone's different in how they want to, you know, exercise their persona and how far they want to take it. Um, But the accessories matter because they help you get into the vibe. And I'll tell you the one thing my master bought me that is the most amazing thing ever. He bought me a pet bed.
1: Oh, a pet bed. Oh, my God. I love it.
0: it. You don't even understand. When he came to my house with this thing, he... We put it in the middle of my living room floor and I slept in this bed for five days straight. <laughs> I was not in my bed. And it was funny Is my dog Theo jumped in it and started rolling around. I was like, this is not yours. <laughs> 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 but out. like he would not get out. And so Theo and I ended up sleeping in this pet bed. Oh my
2: <laughs> God. That sounds what does so it look like comfortable. How is it? Like truly it's so oriented. comfortable.
0: So they they sell it on Amazon. So, if anybody wants one of these just because it's comfortable, highly suggest you get it. Like it's <laughs> the most amazing thing and it comes with a furry blanket too to match and I was wow. just like,
1: Ugh. "Oh my god, is it one of those donut-looking ones?"
0: Yeah, it's like it's a huge oval and like it the, like the cushion in it is amazing. Right now, like my collection of unicorns is sitting in it. And since I moved to Atlanta, I have not sat in my pet bed. But um, one of these days, very soon, I'm going to clear them out of my space. (laughs) And I'm going to get in my pet bed and take pictures and send them to my master because I know he would really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this was like one of the best gifts and the biggest gift I got for my kitten persona. And um, when we first got it, He was like, well, would you like me to lay with you in this bed so we can cuddle? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) which is my my enthusiastic yes meow.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that would be so fun. Because whenever I know I find things that like adults can do that you're like, no way. I would never think I could do this outside of being a kid. That must feel so like affirming and fun to have something that just fits you. Yeah, And I've seen those beds, they're popular on TikTok and they look so fun.
0: Oh my gosh, like Mm -hmm. the the affirming, it's the affirming for me because like in certain spaces other people might think that you're weird. Like I've seen um, some people lately like going viral because they're bringing their pet personas out or they're talking about enjoying being an owner. And I'm always in these threads, like, educating people, like, this is not weird. It's (laughs) pet-like. Let me explain what this is. And then, like, on my Instagram page, I have a picture of me dressed up as Precious. That's my avatar. I have not changed it all year because I'm like, I'm repping for the pets. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, like... Just knowing that you can be in a space of whimsy and play and you can go in and out of it at any time is great. And I'll tell you, sometimes I just go out in my getup like with the ears mm-hmm. and I get free stuff. <laughs> I get free And drugs. as we've
1: expressed, you love presents. So this is amazing. Yes, I
0: love, I love yeah. getting free stuff. Like I got a bottle, I got like a bottle of um, Don Julio Reposado one time. I, I so was like, like adult literally free stuff in this, in this outfit like with these ears this shirt dress and this guy saw me and he was just like enamored he was like you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen in my life i'm gonna get this for you and i was like Meow. <laughs> accepted so um it's, fuck yeah and i think too especially like when i'm collared people always do a double take like what and I can always tell when somebody has like a fantasy around like role playing and role playing with pets when they see the collar because they're like fixated on the collar. And I'm like, I know your secret. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: I see you. <laughs> I, I, see like, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I would
0: love free stuff. Wow. Well.
1: I would do a lot for free stuff. Listen, I love it here. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs>
2: obviously we don't kink shame here and we don't yuck anyone's yum. That being said, have you ever seen somebody that chose an animal that you're like, why the fuck did you choose that animal? Like that's a weird Um, animal.
0: (laughs) I want to say this. In the beginning, when I started exploring pet play, one of the things that I couldn't understand for the life of me was like, why the fuck would you want to be a horse? Right? (laughs) Like pony play is next fucking level. Like, But then I grew to have, like, an appreciation for it. Like, there's people literally with the horse mask. They got the hooves. They got a saddle on their back. And they're literally carrying somebody. And they're like. (laughs) What a workout. Yeah. (laughs) Trolloping. And (laughs) I just went down a rabbit hole of pony play. They even have, like, pony play races. I was like, damn. This is deep um, it's a different but, type of athleticism <laughs> no, for real it is yeah. like deep dedication and that's why I grew to have an appreciation for it because at first I was just like you really gonna carry that grown ass woman on your back like that but then I was like don't judge it because don't act like your sister didn't ride your back when you pretended to be a pony back in the day <laughs> even though she was much smaller um, when We were kids but like you know, um, so again, like, you know, I don't yuck like anyone's young. And when I'm first being introduced to something, especially if it's like really extreme, I'm just like <laughs> trying to wrap my head around like the pleasure that someone would derive from from this form of play. And like they they're fed out of like the bag and everything. I was like, damn, <laughs> not on some oats. Right. The, oh, I was like, yo, first and foremost, I'm not eating no dry-ass oats. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's first of all, so I was like, man, this level of dedication is strong. I was oh, like, shout out to you. Yeah. And then, like, some pets, like, they like to be caged, so like puppies, they'll, they'll be in a cage. And I'm like, that's a hard O for me. But Seeing people feel comfortable being caged up, I'm like, I admire you because that's a hard no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just like being in those tight spaces. I have slight claustrophobia, so I can't do that. Right. Um, <clears throat> I cannot. <laughs> like, I'm already like just mm-hmm. like feeling uncomfortable thinking about it. Yeah. But um, the pony play one, that that's like the one that I've seen. I was just like. Damn, that's <laughs> very deep. Very deep. Very deep. When you Absolutely. become a
1: mode of transportation, that is commitment to a different level.
0: I mean, I'm talking about like, like they have chariot races. Like they'll hook up a chair. Like yo, it's so crazy. Just, just go look it up. Um, go look it to. up when we're done with this <laughs> interview. Absolutely. And you'll go down an entire rabbit hole with this. Pony like, hole. It's 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 so. It's oddly satisfying for me, honestly. <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs> OK. Sign me up. I'm ready. I'm ready to go look. Um, Cass and I, we last month, we went to a swingers club. And so we got a chance to kind of meet the community. And also, we've talked a lot of people within the lifestyle and gotten a sense for what that community is like. So what is the pet play community like? We love the swingers lifestyle yeah. community. Everyone was so amazing and welcoming and like, it was just felt safe. So what is it like to be at a like pet play, either a convention or event? What is that community like?
0: Oh my gosh. So I have not yet been like at a convention or in a space where it's all pets and owners. So I'm looking forward to having Mm -hmm. that experience, but I have been in like smaller groups of people where, like I said, me and a bunch of other kitties are together. And it feels so freeing to be able to like meow and do all the things knowing that the other people around me are playing as well. And no one's looking at us as if we're weird. And, um, I like when our, our like owners or those who we're playing with at the time are there because like, if other people are witnessing this and they want to interact with us, those who know, and they're a part of that lifestyle, they'll ask the owner, like, can I pet them, you know, or or ask us directly, can I pet you? Is it okay if I touch your ears? Is it okay if I touch your tail? You know, those kinds of things. And so people are generally really respectful. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people who aren't in the lifestyle see me in the getup, they see me doing the things, and then they'll try to make the mans of me like meow. I'm like, that's when I come out of this And I'm like, look, first and foremost, you don't get to make that demand of me because you don't own me. And secondly, that's not how you ask. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I'm not performing for you. This is not for you. This Mm -hmm. is for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then I come back into my space and I leave them alone. (laughs) Um, But I am looking forward to being like in more spaces with with other kittens um, and their masters or just kittens in general, even if they aren't owned and like just the spaces that I've been in so far have just been so loving, so safe, so caring, and just absolutely a joy to be a part of.
1: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I like how in the beginning you mentioned that Master Moore came with a whole notebook of questions to get to know you and your likes and like where the boundaries are. So it does sound very informed and personal
0: and like the whole experience is consensual and safe, so. It is. And that's the thing for me, because like I said, I don't submit to just anyone because I am a switch. So if I'm going to switch into the submissive role, I have to make sure that this person has my absolute safety in mind Mm -hmm. and that they're not being like performative in how they play with me. Because like there's a difference between performance kink and lifestyle kink the performance kink is literally being um, exercised because like there's an audience and you're playing in this role to entertain people. But lifestyle kink is like what we're in. We have this dynamic. This is our relationship. And um, it's a full on relationship. Like he's my master. I'm his pet. And um, it's kind of like having a boyfriend in a way. But not (laughs) he's my my master And, and so we live in this lifestyle and we're not performing this for anybody else's gaze this is literally our dynamic and how we enjoy interacting with each other and it brings us both pleasure to be in this space
2: in the beginning you talked about you know some of the things that you get out of this relationship and you talked about how it like doesn't go all the way to sex. Um, But I'm wondering like if you can talk a little bit more about like the pleasure that you get from it and how this does fit into like the kink umbrella. I guess I'm still trying to like piece all of those things together. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's kinky because we're literally playing as animals. Like we are taking on a whole other persona where we're literally in our minds, like I'm a cat. (laughs) (laughs) and that's what makes it kinky um because we're we're not and then it because it brings me pleasure like it is absolutely gratifying to me and I am Mm -hmm. stimulated by being in this role um so that's like the kink part of it and what was the first part of that question I think you
2: really answered I think I'm just trying to like for myself I feel like I'm learning not everything has to be about sex. Like, pleasure is a big part of it as well. Right. Like, I, th- yeah. I just really like what you're saying about, like, doing it for the pleasure and not, like, just for an orgasm or something like that. I really like that difference.
0: Yeah, like, like so I'm very much so stimulated by touch. Like, I can have orgasms, like, full body orgasms from just being rubbed, you know, um, a certain way. And then you add in that praise kink. Oh, my God you know, it just sends me to the moon. So I definitely have these like moments of climax where my genitals aren't involved at all. But this energy that's being cultivated between us gets like so high that I'm able to have these releases just from these forms of interaction that have nothing to do with penetration at all. But it's like penetrating my Mm -hmm. energy body, if that makes any sense. So like, um, even like eating out of a bowl, I have an oral fixation. So being able to like lap, lap up wine out of my bowl, and then having my master watch me, like I'm also an exhibitionist. So that's very arousing for me. So there's so many kinks okay. that are being like interacted with in just this one form of play. So it's mm-hmm. kind of layered, you know. It's like mm-hmm. yes, I'm role playing as a cat. Um, and that's one layer but there's all these other things that like get to be played with and that's why I love my owner so much because he understands that he's an intellectual and a sapiosexual and so am I so the way that he layers all of my kinks together in this one experience in being a kitten that for me is just like an ultimate turn-on and that's why like I just can't have just any old body playing with me because they're not gonna interact with me in a way that plays into Mm -hmm. all of my kinks.
1: Do you ever play with other cats or kittens or would you ever seek a different type of ownership if you wanted like a sexual interaction?
0: Yeah, I think like there is the propensity for that in our relationship we haven't gotten there yet um and it's something that i told him like i'm willing to explore Mm -hmm. it down the line Mm -hmm. and again like he's also um in the lifestyle so like his wife knows all these things and we actually have a shared calendar for when we have play dates and stuff so that his wife is aware of like when we're spending our time together and so um I I definitely want to play with other kitties and I would like to play with other kitties sexually. I would like to plan like a kitty, a kitty sleepover (laughs) Um, where we all bring all of our stuff and we dress up and we just like do the thing. That's like one of of my, like, that's like on my, Mm -hmm. my sexual bucket list. I would totally do that. Um, but seeking out another master is just like, yeah. ah, <laughs> not right now mm-hmm. <laughs> because I just feel mm-hmm. so safe with this person. And he just gets me that like, I feel very satisfied in that relationship with him. And then like the sexual aspect, like, again, that's something that we agreed that we can negotiate okay. at a well, that later That makes time. total sense.
1: And that kitty sleepover, um, let us know how that goes. If that ever happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> uh,
1: is there anything that
2: we didn't touch on um, in regards to pet play that you want to make sure you mention
0: before we close out? Yeah, like I'm a very good kitty, but like there are some pets who like to be rambunctious and just damn right <laughs> downright evil. Um, <laughs> so you get to choose what your personality is. If you want to like piss on piss on furniture. Or like tear up shit, knock things, knock things around. Like you can be that kind of pet, Um, because just like you know, with um, with like baby girls, like some people are uh, are Mm -hmm. brats, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like bratty subs. So in this dynamic of being a submissive, you could be a bad dog or a bad kitty, and that's just a part of your play. And then there's punishment. So for a person that's a masochist, right? They might want to misbehave so that they can get punished with like, you know, a paddle or a hand or whatever, and it's going to bring them pleasure. But that's something that's negotiated before. Mm -hmm. So for anybody out there that's interested in engaging in this form of play, know who you are, know yourself, know all your kinks and your fetishes and the things that you would like to interact with, and then see how they can play into that the role of the pet that you want to personify, and if you want to be owned, be very clear about your boundaries. Be very clear about what are your uh, what your needs are for the dynamic and for your owner, because you want to make sure that this person sees you, they get you, they hear you, and they respect your boundaries. And just have fun with it. Like you might not always dress up in like the full getup. Um, but if you want to be public with your persona, you can have like one piece of, of wear that you put on to just let people know, like, Mm -hmm. this is me. And for those who are like brand new into it, that's how I just got comfortable with, um, just being in this persona, wearing my ears more often and wearing them out and not caring what people think or what people say. And I'll say like little kids, they love it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could imagine yes. so it it's not a sexual thing but it can be a sexual thing if you wanted to go there but it's really about tapping into your innocence the innocence of play and allowing yourself to go there so you know do your research have fun with it have fun doing your shopping for um for your get up and just just be you Imagine peeing on someone's couch
1: and like, you didn't talk about it before. Yo,
0: like, <laughs> I, I honestly, cause I'm a pet owner, right? Like I have a dog and that will piss me off. Like, <laughs> like I, like I cannot I mean, imagine, but people do it though. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. they have the boldness and the audacity to do it. And it's a consensual act. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I (laughs) would own a pet uh, that is a human that is peeing on my furniture that doesn't have a waterproof like cover on it because I'll be like after you take all this shit off you clean this up like (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I mean yeah (laughs) that is just like it's a hard no for me um Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm honestly I'm also like open to being an owner myself. Um, I think once I've been in this dynamic of being owned for a little while longer, then I will explore what it looks like to own a pet for myself. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's gonna be an interesting dynamic to be able to switch.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much for diving into all of your own personal experience and just explaining this world to us. We really, really appreciate it. Of
0: course, it is always my pleasure to do so where can our <laughs> listeners
1: continue connecting with you after
2: this episode
0: so you all can follow me on instagram at real glamazon tayomi and on um <sighs> x formerly known as twitter <laughs> at glamazon tayomi <laughs> and on my youtube channel youtube.com slash glam erotica 101
1: Hey, drill sergeant over here. Cass is well, leading Well, I us have out. to
2: keep you in line. I know. One thing you don't know about Emma, she's unruly as shit. <laughs>
1: unruly. I wish I was unruly. I think I'd have more fun. I know. <laughs> You're not very unruly. Uh, um, we're not very unruly. I think general. too much to be unruly. Mm-hmm. I think way too much. But whatever. I've had a yeah (laughs) a
2: deep fear of getting in trouble oh my god yes
1: (laughs) totally i feel that in everything that is me i have a
2: oh it negatively impacts my life in
1: so many ways and limits my ability to be a fully functional yeah constantly scared of getting in trouble i don't know but you know who isn't well maybe she is Tayomi, who enjoyed pet play with her master. And um, thank you so much, Taomi, for opening up that oh. world to us, for explaining your relationship dynamic and how it affects you individually. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Next, a pony's going to come on. <laughs> Next, we'll have a pony. Um, I would like that. That'd be fun. And I know you're going to say, oh, so interesting. I'm a horse girl. Well,
2: I wasn't. No, I'm the one who was interested in the pony. I said the pony. All right. I also like horses. I know, but this is very different from my like of horses. I want those. I want it clear that those things are so deeply separate. My interest in talking to a human pony and
1: yeah, (laughs) let's stop there. And thank you to our (laughs) listeners for hanging out this entire kink month. We know you absolutely loved it.
2: So we want to give you a little a little y tease of what's coming up this next month, the month of November. Uh-huh. Um,
1: we're going to help you puss yourself out there. <laughs> we sure are. We when, sure are. So puss, obviously, is a cooler word than put. Mm-hmm. We want to work yeah. on putting ourselves out there in the world and what that fucking means to mm-hmm. show up, say, hey, world, I'm me, and I want to get the things that I desire. How do I do that? You got to put yourself out there. And we have amazing experts that are going to tell us how. And the like subtitle of this month is she's
2: more of a slut than she lets on, which was something that my husband yelled when Emma and I were recording <laughs> last month's episode about going to a sex club. <laughs> And my husband was in the other room listening and Emma was only telling a partial story and he yelled, she's more
1: of a slut than she lets on. Yeah. So <laughs> my um, favorite insults are those that come from Jürgen. um Yeah. He are the best one that has been in my repertoire is Cass. Would you like to do the honors? Your hair looks like shit from the back. <laughs> the best insult ever. <laughs> it's the best i've shared it with everyone i know i'm like if you hate anyone or if you just want them to have a bad day and constantly be like checking the back of their hair your hair looks like shit from the back that's how you're gonna do it um but i will say he did not mean
2: the slut thing as a bad thing which you will see in this (laughs) upcoming month hell yeah that makes it sound like you guys did something weird i mean it different
1: (laughs) he was my first boyfriend so (laughs) <laughs> he was my first boyfriend. Yeah. Another time. All right. We'll leave
2: you with that confusing um runaround. Um you can question our relationship dynamics on your own time. Yeah. But either way, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate review and subscribe to Honey Do Me Podcast. You can leave us a written review. Uh
1: throw some names out there. Who should be leaving a written review this week? Uh Megan, Jake, and Paulette.
2: All right. I like those. There you go. (laughs) There you go. If your name was called, (laughs) you are morally obligated. Um, On that note, we're also on YouTube, all the other places, and we love you to pieces, and we'll see you next month, which is a mere
1: few days away. Goodbye. Bye. That was not on time.